Alright. Listen to that. We got some music now. I love it. want to give a shout out uh, before we get into things um, to the regulators for helping me put that all together. Uh, that is to um, Rod Simba, Chop, Tune. Appreciate the three of you being able to work on that for me. I found those guys uh, through Sims and Lefko, a show that I loved watching a few years back. And, you know, now they've kind of gone their separate ways and, and now they're doing their own separate shows. Lefko is doing the Lefko show. Uh, Chris Sims is over with um, NBC Sports. He's got Chris Sims on Button. Show that I really liked. Rod Simba was a fan as well, too, and, and, and sent them in some music and has been working with them ever since. And um, I, I love the work that he's done with them. I reached out. We got something working out, and then uh, and then this was the uh, result. Fun little mellow mellow intro into the show that I um, hit the he- hit the nail right on the head with uh, what I was looking for. So, really appreciate you guys working on that. But, uh, anyways, thank you guys. We we survived uh, week one of quick hits, and um, we did miss an episode thanks to some. Uh, some audio problems in there, and I'm still waiting on my second chord, so if you hear a little ringing in the back, hopefully we've got the fix to that soon. Um, but yeah, we made it through the first week of Quick Hits. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. I hope you guys are back for more content. Um, like I said, we aren't stopping here. We've got five days a week running through the entire season. And uh, yeah, so we're here Monday, October 21st, 2019. I just had... Um, my family in town in Nashville uh, for the weekend, and, and we were just running all over the place. Spent, um, they came into Nashville Thursday night, hung out there Friday day. Once I got out of work, we went to Memphis for Friday night, spent Saturday day there, drove back to Nashville for Saturday night, um, saw Ari Shafir do some stand-up comedy at Zany's. It was great. Sunday, we spent down just downtown enjoying the time, and, uh, Dropped him off a couple hours ago, so now we're here recording. They're still be in town tomorrow and Tuesday, so I love having them in town, even though they definitely love to make things a little bit interesting. But, um, yeah, fun weekend. Fun weekend with the family. Um, I always appreciate uh, them coming into town. But, um, but anywho, we are here Monday, like I said, October 21st, and uh, I think instead of making this mock draft Monday... I think this is really just going to be college football Monday. Um, you know, I am going to do another mock draft today, and, and um, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But I, I feel like, you know, to, to just episode, you know, Monday after Monday, just doing, you know, the same mock draft over and over again, I feel like this can just be more broad uh, college football conversations just because I, it is really only my focus one day out of the week. You know, Tuesday through Friday, I'm taking a look at the NFL. Um you know, with, with game recaps on Tuesday, power rankings Wednesday, Thursday, film review Friday, picks against the spread. I don't, I don't really give much attention to college football, and you know, most of my love lies with the NFL. So I, I, I definitely want it to be that way, but I do want to give more attention to some of the big storylines uh, in college football. Take a look at, um, you know, of course, mock drafts, playoff picture some of the bigger events from the past weekend. So college football Monday, not mock draft Monday, but uh, we are going to be doing another top 10 uh, NFL mock draft mock draft this week. Um, and now this is courtesy of 
tankathon.com, uh, which is always updating the 2020 NFL draft order. So that will be in there. Uh, we'll go through the top 10 again. There's some interesting teams that have crept in, um, ones that we didn't get to talk about in last week's episode, a couple teams that fell out of the top 10. Um, so they won't have their their uh, great picks. I know we had uh, Tennessee and Tampa both being in the top 10, both having shots at taking quarterbacks now. And as of now, where we're standing at, Tampa Bay would actually be picking 11th. Uh, Tennessee with the win over the Chargers is now at 15th. Um, so opportunities for some other teams maybe to grab those quarterbacks. Not really sure how we're going to see that all play out, but... Um, interesting top 10 coming later i've got some fun picks in there of course too and then um and then yeah we'll just cruise into monday with that um expand on the college football monday in the coming weeks bigger storylines bigger game takeaways uh more in-depth player evaluations but then we'll uh we'll head you on into your week and then of course we'll be back tomorrow with the game recaps man oh man was a sunday a fun one in the nfl a lot of uh, interesting games, of course. The Indianapolis Colts taking care of the Houston Texans. Uh, Sunday night, the Cowboys just dismantling um, the Chicago. Or sorry, the Philadelphia Eagles. Fun games in there. Daniel Jones versus Kyler Murray. Um, that was a that was a fun one. I think we all expected it to be. Um, and the Forty ers only able being able to win by nine over. Uh, over Washington as they were all just slipping and sliding across the field. But we'll get into all those games tomorrow. We'll get into the updated power rankings on Wednesdays, a little more deep dive on Thursday, and looking ahead to week, what are we in now? Seven? Week seven of the NFL season? Week eight, actually, I believe. God, I don't even know where we're at in the NFL season. We are at, geez, now, now, I'm, now I'm just curious, so I got to check. So we are in going into uh so yeah week eight wow almost two months of the nfl season is through and that just makes me sad but we'll get all of that of course in the next coming episodes but today we're going to take a look at the 2020 nfl draft just going through the top 10 picks because now that i'm using tankathon i think things are a little more consistent um in, in making sure that i've got the top 10 in order to what it would be if the draft were to start today october 21st and so what that looks like is the Bengals are still picking number one, as I had them last week. The Dolphins are still picking number two. Uh, Washington is picking number three. The Falcons are picking number four. Number five, the New York Jets. Right behind them, number six, the New York Giants. Sorry, New York fans. Uh, number seven, the Los Angeles Chargers. Whew. Two and five LA Chargers after making the postseason last year already with a top ten pick so far. Number eight, the Denver Broncos. Number nine, the very uh, disappointing Cleveland Browns. They didn't play this past week, but they've kind of pushed their way up into the top ten. And then finishing out at at, at number ten uh, would be um, Pittsburgh. They traded their pick, so that is the Dolphins. Um, so that'll be the top ten picks we're looking into. Um, like I said, in, in as we go along, the draft will expand how far in, in detail we'll go with it. Um, and we'll also get into some specific player uh, breakdowns, take a look at some other college football headlines. But for today, just a quick top 10. All right. So number one, uh, picking first overall, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, same as last week. So I'm, I'm not going to touch on it too much, but they will be taking Tua Tungavailoa, uh, quarterback out of Alabama. Listen, the Bengals, like I said, I think that this week, hopefully is the week they decide to start trading off some of their players for more draft capital. 
season is a wash. I personally think Zach Taylor is a wash. I think that this is just a give up. Uh, come back next year with Joe Mixon, Auden Tate, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, maybe A.J. Green if you bring him back. You've drafted the last few years on the offensive line. Bring yourself in a new quarterback. Um, now, you know, Andy Dalton, is he a guy that could go out there and get another starting job elsewhere? Um, you know, maybe maybe he's a guy that could go to a team like Tennessee, Tampa. Would he go to Chicago? Mitch, that's a whole story we can get into um, maybe this Thursday, actually. I would really like that. But anyways, uh, Cincinnati getting to a... Um, Quarterback, uh, you know, of the future, I have my concerns. Like I say, he's not my top guy, but I think he will be the number one overall pick if Cincinnati, if Cincinnati is here. Um, Tua, of course, we talk about, um, I want to do some some recent results, of course, and we unfortunately didn't get to see a whole lot of him. Uh, he looked great against Tennessee, 11 of 12 for 155. He did have that interception uh, as well. Zero touchdowns on the day, but um, before getting injured, Unfortunately, we'll be out for a couple weeks, I believe. So I don't think it'll have too much. Um, I don't think it'll hurt his draft stock too much, but uh, Tua should be right up there. Won't be picked outside of the top two. Um, not my favorite, but uh, if Cincinnati is here, I think they, they take him and move on unless. The only only thing that could stop that is if uh, if at some point they take a look um, a little bit more of a look at Ryan Finley, and he starts to impress because I, I, I really love Finley coming out of the draft. Maybe he impresses enough to the point where, uh, you know, we bench Andy Dalton maybe the next two weeks, maybe by the end of October. Finley comes on the second half of the season and lights it up, which would be very unlikely, of course, you know, given the fact that, you know, his his head coach is, is weighing over his head. Talent on the team is, is really not all there, but... Um, that would be the only reason I would see them not taking a quarterback here. And so uh, Tua's their guy. And, uh, yeah, first overall pick, Tua to the Cincinnati Bengals. And next up, just as Tua uh, with last week going to the Bengals, um, if Miami's picking at number two, uh, where they're currently at, I I've got them taking uh, my favorite guy in the draft, Justin Herbert, all 6'6", 237 pounds of him. Uh, man, I, I love him uh, this year, and, and you take a look at what he did this past week, taking Washington down from, I, I don't even remember what deficit they were at, but they were down a bunch. Um, comes back 24 of 38, 280 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, listen, he's, he's he's just my guy. I'm probably going to ride this. I probably it, it would take a lot to convince me otherwise that he won't be the best quarterback to come out of this class. I also think in terms of just floor, um, I think Herbert's the guy that will come in and just steadily be uh, the most reliable prospect in this draft class at the quarterback position. Now, Tua may have, you know, a higher ceiling. You know, there might be a higher ceiling with a guy like Burrow. I'm not sure. I, I really think Justin Herbert is the guy. And, um, you know, I, I will say if Miami is picking at number one, to me, I think they take Herbert. Um, I, I, you know, I think Brian Flores is one of those coaches you come from the Bill Belichick tree, would want a guy a little more traditional like Herbert, you know, Tua, and you know, it's it's a weird concept to think of, well, why would that matter? But left-handed quarterbacks, you think of the way the ball rotates in the opposite direction uh, and how that, you know, can be not difficult for wide receivers, but different. And um, to me, Herbert is just, is just the typical quarterback that Flores would like. Just taking that based off of his days with Bill Belichick and him really being the first true Bill Belichick disciple. Um, yeah, Herbert, number two. 
to the Miami Dolphins um, and really the, the reboot uh, of what should be a uh, an interesting rebuild uh, with the Miami Dolphins. Now, my number three pick, of course, is the same as it was um, last week at team-wise. Um, the Washington Redskins, of course, uh, falling uh, to the 49ers, moving their season to 1-6. and six. Currently would be picking uh, with the third overall pick. And last week I had them taking uh, the top overall player in that class to me, Chase Young. And um, the more I think about it, the more back and forth I, I go with, with what the Redskins could do here. Um, their, their defense is pretty solid, especially in the front seven. Um, you know, corners back into the defense, maybe a little, a few question marks in there, but the front seven, I, you know, it's pretty strong. And if they're really not going to trade away some of these guys, like it was rumored that they might, um, there's a, there's a lot of potential there that they might not want to look on defense and they might want to take a look at helping out, you know, their young quarterback that should be the future of the franchise in Dwayne Haskins. Um, I think you waste a, a you know, first, uh, the, you know, a top half of the first round pick on him he should be your future quarterback if he's got the chops and um and I believe he does maybe he just needs a little bit more time but I also think getting him a stud wide receiver uh you know maybe the best wide receiver since Odell Beckham Jr. uh would be a great way to start and so uh this time I've got them switching it up because I just think that realistically until maybe they they show us where their their heads are at with with trading away some of their players I think that right now this Redskins roster I uh, would want to take a look at the offense, and so uh, I've got them taking Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, like I said, I mean he's a he's a freak athlete. Um, my favorite wide receiver in the class. He probably is everybody's favorite wide receiver in the class. So it's not a you know a ton to say, and you know you take a look at his numbers this year, and it's you know it's they've been solid. Um, you know the receptions can can you know be up and down. Start off the season with 10, 8, 6, 6, 8. Last two weeks, it's been down to 4 and 3. I think that's just more so the other Alabama wide receivers are also showing uh, just how legit they are. So, um, of course, this week against Tennessee, only three receptions for 41 yards, uh, an average of 13.7 yards per catch, zero touchdowns. Not great, and especially, you know, the week before, four catches, 50 yards. Um, You know, the past two weeks haven't been as great as his first five, but... To me, he's just still the best wide receiving prospect, and and a, and a huge threat um, to be. You know, the the, fir- the he should be the top offensive player. That's not a quarterback taken in the draft. Um, his skill set is unbelievable. He's one of those guys that can you know run the entire route tree. Great separation, great speed, great uh, fluidity on his bottom half. Great hands, reliable target. Um, like I said, this, this is. One of the rare times where you take a wide receiver that early, I, th- I know we look back a couple years ago at when, you know, what was it? It was John Ross. It was, um, God, John Ross, Corey Davis. There's a third one in there, too, that was uh, just as bad, I think. But, um, you know, taking some of these early wide receivers um, hasn't paid off a ton. But I-, I think with Judy, you could feel pretty comfortable. So I've got the Redskins deciding to stay away from the defense until we see... Um, where their heads are at if they do trade away some of their defensive pieces that might uh, feel the need to to better help a playoff-caliber team while also bringing back some extra draft capital for Washington, who, of course, doesn't have their own second-round pick. Uh, that belongs to the Indianapolis Colts. But um, until then, Redskins going offense, taking Jerry Judy with the third overall pick. 
So pretty bland in the first three picks, but uh, but here, number four, I think this is where things get a little bit more interesting. Um, and that's because the Atlanta Falcons uh, are picking with at pick number four. And, um, man, what a turnaround for Atlanta. Um, do you think they might want to take a look at quarterback? I know Matt Ryan is, 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 is great. Uh, I love Matt Ryan. Um, I think he's one of the more talented quarterbacks in the league. But that being said, now we're on to number four and, um, I almost got a little weird with this. <laughs> I almost I almost got a little bold. I almost had Atlanta taking a quarterback. Um, I, I just took a look at the Falcons situation and thinking, oh, you know, Dan Quinn, you're going to be moving on. You're going to have a new head coach in there in Atlanta. Um, with how bad this the last two seasons have gone, really, how unfortunate it's been injury-wise how they still haven't been able to really build around the offensive line. Um, you know, everything just seems to be going wrong. There's a lot of frustration with players. Devonta Freeman getting ejected, throwing a punch, uh, you know, this past week at Aaron Donald. Um, things just seem very unpleasant in Atlanta right now. And um, for the Falcons, you know, for, for a minute, I considered maybe, maybe they'd want to take a guy like Joe Burrow. Maybe they'd want a guy like Burrow to sit through the remainder of Matt Ryan's contract, maybe let him, uh, you know, in, in that traditional way that we used to see quarterbacks, um, you know, wait out their turn, really, you know, gain some valuable experience from the guys above me. Think of, um, you know, Rodgers and and, uh, and Favre. You know, for a little bit you thought about, um, even though it was just a season, really, you know, Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, Spending some time behind a quality starting quarterback. Um, but then when it came down to it, Matt Ryan is under contract and you know through the 2023 season, at which point he'd be 38. I think it's much more likely that the Falcons would want to try and, and still win around Matt Ryan next year, the year after that, because they're a very talented team when they're healthy and they're consistently playing and the offensive line is great and their head coach isn't throwing out you know some of the worst defensive uh schemes or play calls of all time um so i almost went weird with it but at the end of the day i'm just gonna have him go in and instead uh take in my opinion the best overall prospect in the draft and that is chase young edge out of ohio state um you know it's just a guy that you really can't pass up atlanta's defense has been horrid getting a guy up front just uh, you know I, I think it's one of those situations where uh where you know if you're atlanta you're sitting at the fourth pick most likely the opportunity would be to trade back um, for, for some teams that are hoping to move up. And you take a look at the current draft order, you would probably think, okay, um, you know, does Denver already give up on Drew Locke? Probably not. So maybe they don't trade up from eight. Maybe the Chargers at seven want to move up in a situation where Phillip Rivers maybe has a year left. Um, Tampa at 11. Tennessee at 15. Those are the teams I could really see um, trying to trade up. So, I, you know, I feel like there could be a massive haul in there for the Falcons if they play it smart. But since I'm, I'm not doing any trades in here, I am going to have them take the most talented player, and, and that's Chase Young. I mean, what's more to say about what he's done this season? He's been, you know, one of the best guys um, all around. And, and um, 
already on the season, seven games through, uh, 23 total tackles, 10.5 tackles for loss, 9.5 sacks. All of last year in 13 games, he had 10.5. He's already one sack away from matching that um, in what would be five fewer games at that point. Three forced fumbles this year. Uh, he's just he's just ripping through defenses. Offensive linemen don't stand a chance against him. Um, best player in the draft. Falls to four because of quarterbacks. And, and right now, I don't think the Redskins' focus would be mostly on defense. It'd be in aiding its young quarterback. Um, so for that reason, the top player falls to four. But a uh, but great piece for Atlanta to build around on the defensive end. Um, you know, it seems to me more likely that we're in the day and age that they go for an offensive-minded head coach. But those head coaches can still take uh, defensive players high up in the draft, especially when you, you know, will inherit a situation with Matt Ryan, Devonta Freeman, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, um, Austin Hooper, ton of skill players there. So go and help out your defense. And uh, what a better way to, to start off um, with, with a guy like Chase Young. So I've got him still wearing the red uh, Chase Young heading down to Atlanta with the fourth overall pick. On to number five, and the way that this situation played out for the Jets, who are now sitting with the fifth overall pick, couldn't have gone better for them. Um, you know, with the Falcons taking Chase Young, the Redskins, you know, taking Jerry Judy, as opposed to what I had last week for him, uh, the Jets can come out here and, and get really the guy that they should have their, you know, their hearts set on already at this point. And that's Jeff Okuda, cornerback uh, out of Ohio State. Um, you know, the best, the best guy on the back end of the defense coming out in this class, um, great footwork, lengthy, big for a corner, has the speed to not get burned. Um, Okuda is just the best corner there. And for the Jets, um, and unfortunately for the team picking right after them, the New York Giants, they could use Okuda as well. Um. Right now, the Jets, you know, uh, with, with Marcus May and Jamal Adams back in the safety duo, you draft a guy like Quinnen Williams up front. You still have Leonard Williams as well, too. Haven't traded him away yet, so maybe he stays beyond this year, too. Um, you know, you, you sign some linebackers in free agency. Some of them are banged up right now. So, really, the big focal point should either be the offensive line, uh, which, trust me, you know, it, I, I'm all for taking offensive linemen up, at, up this high if they're worth the pick. But... Um, it's either offensive line or, or corner, and, and you're sitting here at four. Um, I think it'd be too much of a reach to get the line, you know the draft's best tackle, so I'm going to go with Akuda. Cornerback out of Ohio State would instantly uh, you know, be a huge upgrade for the corners in for the New York Jets, which is just one of the worst position groups uh, in the NFL. But uh, Okuda would have a, a, a really good shot at, at being, you know, just that number one shutdown corner guy. And God, what a fun young secondary that would be back there with Jamal Adams, Marcus May. I know you've got Tremaine Johnson still there on a big deal. Hopefully he rebounds after what would be, I guess, two rough seasons now. Um, but maybe, you know, with, with number two corner responsibilities, it would be a little bit easier for him to have some success. So um, I'm all for it. Uh, as, like, as much as I like to pick on the Jets, I think this would be just one of the smartest picks in the draft to take Okuda here. And so... Uh, so they'll do that with uh, the fifth overall pick. So this time around, I picked number six for the New York Giants. Um, of course, last week I had them picking at eight, so a couple guys available is now uh, as well now too. Um, and one guy in particular, uh, AJ Epinesa, Edge out of Iowa, who was recently taken by the, you know in, in my first draft by the first mock draft by the Jets at number five. 
of course, um, with them going with Akuda now, uh, I've got the Giants sliding right in and, and, and taking um, the second best edge in this class. Um, six foot six, two hundred and eighty-two pounds. Uh, great size, not just for for taking on college linemen, but NFL offensive linemen as well. Um, still is a little bit raw. Like I said, needs to develop some some more pass rush moves. Can't just rely on pure strength against NFL offensive linemen. Just because I say that, you know, they won't push him around doesn't mean he'll push them around either. He needs to get crafty with his hand moves and hopefully work on his technique, tightening things up with his hands and and really being able to take his game to the next level in that area. Now for the Giants. Um, just taking a look at, at team needs, you know, off is obviously just like the Jets, it's offensive line. Um, I would say maybe another wide receiver in there. I'm not a big golden, golden take guy. I do like Sterling Shepard, but you've got Saquon, you've got Evan Ingram, you've got, you know, you, you've got some guys. So I wouldn't worry about the skill position yet. Maybe try and get a good value guy in the middle rounds with that or, or go offensive line in there too. But on the defense, God, I would take just about any position um, except for, I guess, uh, replacing Dalvin Tomlinson and Dexter Lawrence, which then I, I guess I would take Epinesa and put him over BJ Hill. Not a bad player, but a guy that I certainly feel like Epinesa would just have a you know an upgrade on. Maybe he could go, maybe Epinesa could go to that outside linebacker spot, replace a guy like Marcus Golden or, or Lorenzo Carter. Um but I really feel like defensive fronts, they could go secondary if they want to reach on Grant Del P from LSU. I think he might be worth a little more in that seven to ten range or eight to eight to twelve kind of range. Um certainly a guy that would be available there. You know, last week I had them uh taking Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson, still would be another great fit in there. Like I said, linebacker. Um could fly around. We really don't. I, I'm gonna say he's a linebacker. His position in Clemson is is very unique. Where you know safety, nickel, corner, linebacker. He does it. He does whatever. We haven't seen the physicality from him really working in the trenches that much. So maybe teams get a little worried and it falls a little bit. But that's a freak athlete there too. Uh, but for the time being, with with Epinesa available after you know how the other picks have fallen out, um, the Giants aren't gonna waste their time here there and. Um, and take the edge guy out of Iowa. And now on to the Los Angeles Chargers. And fortunately enough, I said earlier, maybe they'd be a good trade scenario uh, to move up to number four, but me not doing trades. Um, they can just take their quarterback here. And so they're going to go with Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU, the highest rising player, I think, this entire season uh, in the NFL draft. Um, of course, Burrow... Another strong performance this past week. What about LSU's schedule, man? They they have taken on a flurry of tough opponents and still have been dominating. And um, and for Burrow, man, on the season, just take a look at those numbers. Almost eighty percent completion per uh, completion percentage, two thousand four hundred eighty four yards, just four hundred away from his total last season, averaging. Um, 11.4 yards per attempt. He's got 29 touchdowns, three interceptions on the season. You take a look at what he did this past week against Mississippi State. 125 of 32, 327 yards, four touchdowns, zero picks. Um, for the Chargers, man, Philip Rivers, old man Rivers. Can't be quarterback for too long. Can't, can't, you know, um, 
impose his will over the Chargers not taking, you know, backup quarterbacks. It seems like he uh he really has a good say in there with with what the Chargers draft plans are, but by the time the draft rolls around, Philip Rivers is 38, and that would be kind of the range like I was saying. You know, if you're the Falcons and Matt Ryan is around 38 and you're at the 4th pick, I would take a guy like Joe Burrow. But since he was 34, kind of let it slide a few more years for the Chargers, Philip Rivers, man. Um you you need I'm trying to figure out what the fix for the Chargers is to to even improve their fan base. Um I'm not really sure where it would come from or how they would be able to do it because man, every time they have a home game, they're, you know, the away crowd brings a stronger team. Do they move? Do they relocate? They got to figure something out. Uh but a new face of the franchise might help. I don't know. Joe Burrow, um fastest riser in this draft class. To me, the third best quarterback overall, but I, I'm going to tell you, I, he he's close to me uh, with, with Tua. Um, Tua gets the upper edge right now, just because I've seen, you know, a little bit more, and Burrow's really just come on great into the last season. Um, but but Joe Burrow, man, he's going to make a team very happy in this this um, later part of, of the first round. What we've seen so far from this year has been great, and. Um, yeah, I, I mean, for the Chargers, they could go in a lot of ways, too. They could go offensive line. Really, the problem with the Chargers is they just can't stay healthy. They keep losing all their guys. They lost Forrest Lamp today, I believe, or yesterday. Excuse me. Um, you know, the back end of their defense is banged up. Uh, they drafted middle of the defensive line last year. So, God, you know, they've got skill players all around. They've got a tight end. They've got studs on defense. I think if you're picking this high and you're the Chargers, I think you got to go with Joe Burrow. Get uh get the guy out of LSU, the heir apparent for the for the throne and and let Philip Rivers maybe if he wants to retire, let him go. Take your next quarterback. Maybe let Philip Rivers play one more year and then and then, you know, give him the chance to move on because um you know, it's been a great career but you can't just keep doing, you know, the same thing forever. And if it's inconsistent and, and you've got a guy like Phillip who's getting up there in age, um, who's also in the last year of his contract, another thing, free agent technically this year. Um, I don't, I wouldn't see him playing anywhere else, you know, than, than with the Chargers, especially, you know, only if the Chargers just told them that they didn't want him to come back, he can maybe do one year elsewhere. But uh, I feel like that would be so unlikely just with how long he spent um, with the Chargers uh, organization, but I think it'd be a good opportunity to get Burrow in there, get a fresh start on way, whether it's, you know, next year, or maybe you do the same Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes thing where you just give him a year on the bench, let Philip Rivers finish out his time and then, and then let uh, Broadway Joe spelled J E A U X take over Joe Burrow to the Los Angeles Chargers with the seventh overall pick. So the difference in last week uh, with the Broncos being at the 10th pick to now at the eighth pick, doesn't do too much for me because uh, just based on positional value, um, where they could really improve themselves heading into next year, I've got them taking the same guy that's Grant Del Pitt, safety out of LSU, back-to-back picks uh, for Louisiana State. And uh, man, for uh, for the Broncos, just, jeez, uh, what a bad showing against Kansas City. Um, you know, you get rid of Patrick Mahomes and still can't do anything against the Chiefs defense that has really been you know, kind of exposed by some offenses the last few weeks too with uh, Houston and Indy. But um, for the Broncos now, they can move on for from Kareem Jackson. 
pair a guy like Grant Del P with Justin Simmons on the back end of that safety duo. Other guys I considered uh, at this pick too as well, now that he was available, thought maybe Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson, to help out with some of their, their linebackers here. I mean, Todd Davis, Alexander Johnson, Malik Reed. He could be a good fit in that Malik Reed uh, role as the slot linebacker. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like for Denver, God, you hope that Drew Locke is the guy. I mean, you, you did only take a, a second-round pick, so it's not too much of a loss if he's not the guy. But um, you got to take a look. I mean, God. John Elway. I just I don't I don't see it. I don't I don't get it. Just because you're a great football player and you're a great man doesn't make you a great GM. Really hasn't done a you know his best thing that he did was he he you know signed Peyton Manning. Congratulations, you want a cookie? I don't know. I just um I just uh I, I don't think it's great. You take a look, Noah Fant already has uh has had a pretty rough start. We haven't seen Drew Locke out there. Of course, he's had the injury, so maybe it's just a few weeks before we see him get his shot, and maybe he impresses. Maybe he's finally the quarterback that John Elway has been looking for, but uh, if he's not, they could look quarterback here. Maybe this is a point where we start taking a look at it's an offensive lineman. They've drafted guys on the offensive line recently. You know, Garrett Bowles, Dalton Risner. Um, you know, they bring in a guy like Jawan James as well, too. Um, so I, I feel like eight is a little rich uh, to be taking offensive lineman. Um, I think they could look just about everywhere on the defense, man. Um, if they want to and move along from a guy like Chris Harris Jr. in a trade in the next, you know, 10 days, that's an option as well, too, to, to take, you know, another cornerback here. Um, but I, I think the most glaring need is replacing strong safety with Kareem Jackson, taking Grant Delpit, um, you know, the, the top rated safety in this class, I feel like is the way to go. Um, great, great blitzer, great speed, good transition from back pedal into his break. Um, and like I said, makes great breaks on, on receiver routes. Short area quickness is great. So, um, I think that'd be a good fit for the Broncos had him at 10 to Denver, but at, at eight, I still see the value there. And so, uh, Broncos taking Grant Del Pitt safety out of LSU with the eighth overall pick. And how about this? The Cleveland Browns creeping into my top 10 uh, with the ninth overall pick. What a what an unfortunate uh, start to the season. Very inconsistent. In their wins, they look great. In their losses, they look awful. And, um, you know, the way they gave up that loss to Seattle two weeks ago was, was pretty bad. Fortunately, they got to sit on it all week. Hopefully, uh, come better prepared next weekend uh, when they take the field again. But for the meantime, they're picking number ninth currently if the draft started today. And this is where I'm going to have my guy... <clears throat> excuse me, Isaiah Simmons finally end up um, linebacker out of Clemson. And you take a look at, at some of the, the linebackers right now. They've got Mac Wilson, Joe Schobert, and Adarius Taylor. Um, you know, you got a young guy also, uh, you know, on the second string like Malik Jefferson, who, correct me if I'm wrong, came out of Texas, Tennessee. Let me pull that up just to make sure, check how my memory is. I believe he was out of Texas two years ago. And, yep, Texas, oh, three years ago? Holy shit. No, two years ago. Okay, good. That's right. Malik Malik Jefferson uh, back there. Good depth guy. But uh, I feel like for the Browns, their problems aren't really their defense. Their problems really aren't the talent on offense. Um, it is the, the problem is the offensive line. The problem is Freddie Kitchens. 
Freddie Kitchens is a guy that I could see the Browns just saying, hey, we made the wrong hire moving on, maybe trying to get a guy like Lincoln Riley back with Baker in the NFL. Um, He'd have a ton of offensive weapons to work with, of course, OBJ, Nick Chubb, uh, Jarvis Landry, um, getting uh, David Njoku when he's back healthy. Great offense to take over if, if the opportunity was enticing enough. I know I feel like Cleveland... I feel like, I mean, every team that's that's going to be looking for a head coach will want Lincoln Riley. Um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys might have a lot of pull in there as well, too. So, um, But Cleveland would be a fun option, pairing him back with Baker. You look in the defense, the defensive line is solid. I wouldn't do anything there. Uh, secondary is good. It's young. Um, maybe some help on safety, but Grant LP was just taken by the Broncos. So I'm going to go linebacker. Uh, like I said, I, I think linebacker is Isaiah Simmons' position in the NFL. Um we really haven't seen someone in the NFL play his position because it doesn't exist. Uh, but I feel like there is a role out there for him on the defense. I feel like if, if he can uh, show a little bit more physicality through the end of Clemson's schedule, we'll feel a little bit more confident in him as a linebacker. But at the end of the day, I think that's his position. And uh, I think Cleveland gets a good guy right there with the ninth overall pick. One more pick to finish out the top 10 for today. Uh, and we have got the Miami Dolphins back on the clock after picking Justin Herbert. Now, uh, last week, they were picking up much higher at the time, and they actually were able to get Jerry Judy with the sixth overall pick. Uh, Judy, of course, was taking a little bit higher this time, went to Miami, but also the Dolphins are picking a little bit lower. But I still think the second time they come back on this board, it's going to be for a wide receiver. And, uh, of course, they would have loved to get Judy. He's a great talent, but this time they're going to take the guy out of Oklahoma, C.D. Lamb. Six foot two, 191 pounds this year. He has 31 catches for 681 yards, 10 touchdowns, um, had 11 all of last season, uh, is on pace to to break last year's you know receiving yards, touchdowns easily. Uh, should be right around the same pace for um, for receptions, maybe a little bit below her. But CeeDee Lamb is just, God, he's so tough to bring to the ground. I know he doesn't get to play great defenses, and, and maybe that's why, but God, he's so tough to bring to the ground. I mean, he, he you know, he's so physical, um, has a strong base, great legs, great ass, uh, Really can't be taken down by these college linemen. Now, of course, it's a little different in the NFL, but I love his um, his balance, his quickness, his hands. Um, I know you know it's unfortunate that uh, you know he's not wide receiver one when a guy like Jerry Judy is in you know in your same class. But this is another guy that can be a game changing wide receiver. And like I said, for the Dolphins, um, I, I think getting some help early on for your young quarterback is going to be huge. Receiving threats right now in Miami. Uh, are non-existent, so getting a guy like C.D. Lamb would be a fun, um, you know, quarterback wide receiver wide receiver duo to start things off with. And so, um, you know, I, I think that the Dolphins really should be focusing on making sure their young quarterback is comfortable. Uh, you know, you take a look at some of the guys that are around the league right now, young quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. The rest of that draft, the Cardinals went pretty heavy on offense. A lot of wide receivers taken later on. Um, you know, getting some guys in there to to help their young quarterback build that chemistry early on you know the Giants already had those young guys there so they didn't really need to do much about it they also probably didn't think Daniel Jones would be playing as soon as he was um but but for getting a guy like Justin Herbert and whether it's Herbert or Tua um whoever they take you know they're they're going to want to get a guy uh, alongside him to be a trusty duo for you know the next decade and, and CeeDee Lamb is a guy that can do that 
And uh, yeah, that's where the Dolphins go with the 10th overall pick. And all right, so that there we go. We made it through the second, uh, you know, top ten uh, mock draft this time around. Just to quickly recap, the Cincinnati Bengals taking Tua Tungavailoa uh, out of Alabama. The Dolphins coming back with the second overall pick, taking Justin Herbert, my favorite quarterback in this class, uh, through this point uh, towards the end of October. Washington at number three, taking Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama, getting a guy to help a, a young quarterback like Dwayne Haskins, just with what I was saying. Get your young quarterback some help, some a, a safety blanket, a guy to build up great chemistry with. Uh, number four, the Atlanta Falcons. Almost thought about taking a quarterback there, but uh, and I also feel like this would be a great trade-back scenario to get a lot of draft capital in return. Um, but I, I, instead, I've got them hanging on here and taking the best overall player in this class. That is Chase Young Edge out of Ohio State. Uh, number five, the Jets coming back on the board. Uh, fortunately enough for them, uh, Jeff Okuda is available, cornerback out of Ohio State. Uh, great talent, best cornerback there. Really build up that strong secondary alongside those uh, that, that back safety duo with Marcus May and Jamal Adams. Number six, New York Giants taking A.J. Epinesa. Uh, the second best edge player in this class could be a guy that maybe goes outside linebacker. I, I don't know um, how I feel about his fit in a 3-4 defense, um, but could be a guy uh, that replaces a guy like BJ, BJ Hill, could go back in that linebacking core. Uh, number seven, Broadway Joe. Joe Burrow getting in there to replace Phillip Rivers. Maybe not for the 20, 2020 season. Jesus. Uh, but... Uh, it certainly could be the quarterback of the future there for the Chargers. I think, you know, the, the highest riser of the draft, uh, you know, through the first eight weeks of the college football season. Um, Joe Burrow to the Chargers at seven. Number eight, Denver Broncos had him taking him last week, have him taking him this week. Grant Del Pitt, safety out of LSU. Um, replacing guy like Kareem Jackson, getting another guy in that secondary. Vic Fangio loves his defense. He loves his safeties. You know, you think about... Uh, you know, when he worked with a guy like Adrian Amos in Chicago, uh, he's had great players all throughout. So it's, you know, tough to pinpoint a position specifically, but Delpy would be a great fit for, for this Vic Fangio defense at, at strong safety. Number nine, the Cleveland Browns didn't have him on the board last week. Have him back now. They're taking Isaiah Simmons linebacker uh, out of Clemson. Not sure about the position fit where he'll end up, but uh, a freak athlete to put at the linebacking core, which I, I guess would right now I'd say is the weakest part of Cleveland's defense. And then number 10, the Dolphins coming back on the board. Jerry Judy isn't available, but CeeDee Lamb is uh, taking the very talented wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Um, great one-two punch with Rosen. Uh, or Rosen. Justin Herbert uh, and, and his trusty wide receiver one, CeeDee Lamb, at number 10. But all right, uh, we're, we're through uh, with, with episode two, or I guess this, the second Monday episode of the show. Jeez, I'm all over the place. It is currently uh, 12.30 in the morning. Can't wait to get up in a few hours to go to work. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it this uh, all the way through this show, um, make sure to, to check out all my work. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BlakeAndrewPace. All my content gets uploaded there. Um, I write for the Indianapolis Colts page over at Stampede Blue for SB Nation, over at Troy Nunez is an absolute magician for the Syracuse Orange for their SB Nation page. Um, I got another podcast, Reasonably Outrageous, with my good friend Matt Wyrick. This week's episode schedule is get a little up in the air right now. We've got some, you know, like I got my family in town, so our recording schedules are, are a little bit tight. Um, and, and then also uh, this weekend, I'm, I'm going back to JMU, going home for uh, homecoming weekend to Virginia. That'll be a fun uh, time as well, too. Um, shouldn't affect anything with this show specifically. 
uh, everything should be should be done in advance uh, by that by the time that rolls around. So very excited for that. Make sure to check out the podcast. Make sure to check out all my my written content. Follow me on Twitter as well too. Please, uh, you know, leave a rating, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a comment, let me know what you like about the show, um, let me know what what you don't like, what I can improve on so far. Um, once again, a big thank you to the regulators, Rod Simba, Tune, oh, the third, Chop, there we go, I knew I'd get it at some point in my head, uh, Chop, Tune, Rod Simba, the regulators, thank you guys so much for, for making this great music for me. Uh, excited to be working with you guys and uh and yeah we will catch you tuesday with uh week seven in the nfl season recapping every game quick hits two to three minutes on each game Uh, my name is blake pace you're listening to quick hits thank you guys so much and we will see you tomorrow